0: Hey, what's going on, Brosephine Baker? It's your boy, Jerry, the TRX expert Washington, aka the Fitness General. I love being a personal trainer here at General Fitness Company Studio. Yeah, I love training my clients and seeing them progress being better people today than they were yesterday. And I love seeing the sweat on their brow as they do it. Yeah, per- in-person training is absolutely amazing. But did you know that you can also train with me online? We have an online training platform that we've just put out We have a few people that have signed up recently and they've enjoyed it and I think you'll enjoy it too. When you sign up at GeneralFitnessCompany.com, you'll get a free 20 minute workout, you'll get a free sign up to our newsletter, as well as a free two week intro to our program. So you get a lot of stuff for free, you're going to really enjoy what we do here. We put it together painstakingly to replicate what I do here in studio with my clients. So it's going to be exactly like training with me here in studio at your convenience. So you can work out from the convenience of your phone if you want to. So I would really love for you to be a part of this. All you got to do is go to GeneralFitnessCompany.com. You go there, you'll sign up for our newsletter. You'll get a free 20-minute workout as well as a two-week intro to our online training platform. So get on it. What are you waiting for? generalfitnesscompany.com, check it out. All right, thank you so much for listening, and as always, keep good company. Let's go ahead and start the show. Yoohoo! What is going on, proletariat? Oh boy, that was a deep one. Uh, it's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington here, General Fitness Company Studio. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd. 2022, and this is season 9, episode 120, I'm feeling pretty good about this one, this is a longer one today, uh, I really got into uh, sleep and rest, it was something that I was like uh, really intrigued by, uh, because uh, it's this memory, I don't know why, but sometimes memories just randomly pop up, I'm sure they do that for you too, uh, but this man, random memory of me going to uh, the Edison Museum about eight years ago. After my grandmother's funeral, I was driving back from New York and I hit up Edison, New Jersey to check out the Edison Museum. And I, you know, I thought it was really cool, but I found this one cool thing uh, called uh, hypnagogia. And I think it's very, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about it, but I think it's something that uh, is lacking from my own personal sleep diet, if you will. And I think it's something that you might want to add to yours, because there's quite a few successful people that utilize this hypnagogia uh, to help them uh, be more creative, Uh, control their mood, uh, help them with their reasoning, and uh, (laughs) along with a plethora of other uh, benefits. So I think think it's beneficial for us to listen to what these people are doing, because obviously it worked for them, so it just might work for us. So anyways, without further ado, let's go and get this episode underway. We're going to call this one the sleep and rest episode. (laughs) Let's go. Alright, so this is an important one. I think this is, uh, something that is, uh, (laughs) missing in a lot of people's lives. Uh, rest and sleep. You know, this is something that I know I wanted to look into because, you know, it's not something that's my strong point. I try to get more sleep, but it just seems like I just have so many things on my plate. Uh, that I don't get enough sleep. And the problem is, and I know this is my problem, because I have so many things on my plate, I get kind of lost and then I get distracted and I don't want to uh, do the thing that I need to do. But uh, the <laughs> that's the wrong way to do it, obviously. Uh, so we're going to be talking about rest and we're talking about sleep and talk about the important things uh, that we can pull from uh, the... There's some. Uh, there's some figures in history that have actually some really uh, good habits as it, as it pertains to sleep. So, well, let's first talk about what the difference is between sleep and rest, right? So, uh, rest is a it's a state where our body is essentially like chilled out, right? So Rest can be a lot of things. It could be like uh, spending time with your family. Uh, rest could be uh, just re- uh, meditation. It could be yoga. I have to give you a little bit of a um, a heads up here, uh, my uh, my partner at, here at uh, General Fitness Company, Megan. Uh, she's a yoga instructor. and She did a lot of this research here today, so uh, this might be <laughs> it might be a little yoga centric. The information I, I have here, I have some notes that I uh, that I'm going off of, this, so <laughs> it might be a little yoga centric. Uh, but anyway, so rest is like a chilled out state, is essentially where your body relaxes, but not necessarily uh, goes to sleep. So sleep obviously is not rest uh, because you know it's not you know <laughs> uh, sleep could be rest but rest can't be sleep and sleep is an altered uh, conscious state where the body actually shuts down all the physical and uh and mental work so and and it doesn't do this throughout you know obviously uh if you did that you'd probably die <laughs> but, but there are some points where it, Things shut down. So we're going to be talking about that in just a few moments. So first, let's um, talk about the difference between uh, sleep and rest. So uh, as I said, sleep is a state of relaxation while rest is like a, it's a partially conscious, whereas sleep is uh, you're all, you have altered consciousness and uh, your physical and mental abilities slow down to get rid of stress and tiredness. So they don't necessarily stop, uh, but they slow down. Uh, your sleep will relax your body and it gives you time to revitalize the body and it actually rejuvenates the skin. I didn't know that. I'm just reading this in the notes now. How about that? Uh, then rest is a partially, you have a partially relaxed body, uh, but you feel energized and re- uh, refreshed afterwards. Now, sleep it has uh, several stages, which, which we'll talk about in just a few moments. And I, uh, as you probably can guess, rest has no say, stages. You don't really have a stage of rest. There's no stage one rest. You just rest or you don't rest, right? Uh, so, uh, stages of sleep. We'll talk about this and there's actually something we're going to talk about a little bit more that is, uh, something that really was the impetus for me to, uh, create this episode. So stage one is the NREM, uh, NREM aka non-rapid eye movement or non-REM sleep. And that's, uh, that's essentially like you're dozing off from consciousness. Uh, uh, this stage one is very vital to a lot of, uh, uh a lot of people, uh, because this is where a lot of your thinking can happen. You know, you doze off from consciousness. It's actually very easy to wake up at this phase. Uh, but your m- muscles relax and it slows down your brain. So you're not super... You, it's it's very difficult to be hyper-focused uh, when you're in non-REM sleep. And I know this may sound counterintuitive. But again, uh, a lot of people that are doing very well for themselves or have done very well for themselves uh, swear by this or uh, use this... Uh, almost like a religion, this, uh, this non-REM sleep. And there's a specific name for this, uh, that we'll talk about in a few moments. But we're going to, we'll go into the second stage. So stage two is, uh, non-REM sleep again. And, uh, this is, a uh, also, this is where your body temperature starts to drop. And there's like little to oh, no eye movement. So you have a little bit of eye movement. You know, like if you, if you're so, if you're cruel enough, you have somebody that's in a stage two sleep. Uh, where, you know, they can feel that their skin's a little bit dropped. If you open up, uh, or their skin temperature's a little dropped. If you open up their eyelids, you can see that their eye move, eyes might move just slightly a little bit back and forth if they're, you know, if they're sleeping. Uh, <laughs> you might wake them up though. So I wouldn't suggest you do that. Uh, stage three. Now this is a, this is a, a pretty important stage. This is a delta sleep. You've probably heard of delta wave sleep. Uh, the reason why they, they talk about delta wave sleep because it's a deep sleep and it actually, it slows your regular breathing, and it's really good for just uh, regulating your nervous system. Yeah, that's like, that deep sleep regulates your nervous system. So uh, it's a very hard uh, phase to wake you up from. If you've ever had an issue waking up in the morning, because like your alarm woke you up, and you felt like you were in a deep sleep, uh, that's why, because uh it's, it's a it's a hard phase to wake you up from. Your body is essentially just pretty much shutting all the way down. And then it starts to rev back up for stage four. And stage four is REM sleep, and that's where your senses arise again, uh similar to like your waking hours. Your brain activates, your muscles shut down uh because <laughs> is this is interesting. You want your muscles to shut down because uh, back in the caveman days, we, our brains developed to help us uh, survive. <laughs> so our, your brain, when you uh, when you dream, I actually talked about this in a previous episode. I don't remember which, but I talked about this in a previous episode, talking about dreams and what they mean and what they have, what purpose they serve for us. And dreaming essentially helps us prepare for uh, the future. Uh, what it does is helps us uh process emotions and process events that we couldn't exactly uh process because you know there's so a lot of things that happen and uh, sometimes there's things that we don't really actually see but our brain sees and then your body kind of your brain kind of deals with it during your sleep uh the thing is though if your muscles weren't uh deactivated if your muscles were activated say if you were a caveman and you were like thinking dreaming about like uh Hunting a tiger or whatnot, you might actually go out and go hunt a tiger. (laughs) Now, obviously, there's exceptions to this rule. Uh, you've heard of people that are sleepwalkers. Those are people that don't really have this, uh, this, uh, muscle, muscular shutdown. They don't have this, uh, this sleep paralysis. So, uh, it's, I don't know why people still like that exist because obviously that is not something that could help us uh, survive, but, uh, I, I guess there's always exceptions to every rule, right? So anyways, uh, that's something that uh, is very important is REM sleep. You're, 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 that's essentially when you do All of your dreaming. So, what happens when you have a lack of sleep? Well, lack of sleep is pretty simple. You know, you probably, if you had a lack of sleep, I'm sure you've had a lack of sleep in your life. Uh, I know I had a uh, when I was living in Spain. I I was uh, 21 years old, and I was celebrating my 21st birthday for a whole week. So I didn't sleep for the whole week, and that was pretty crazy. I actually ended up not sleeping for a whole week, and then on the seventh day, I rested like God, and I actually (laughs) rested like a God. I ended up sleeping for 28 hours. I literally. Have a whole Monday missing from my from my life, and I can't get it back. I don't even know how I can get that day that day back. But literally, I slept for twenty eight hours. So uh with a lack of sleep, you have trouble concentrating, thinking, rationalizing. Your moods change. <laughs> if you ever spend any time around a two year old that hasn't taken their nap, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, your physical activity is is uh, hampered. And uh, your reasoning abilities, and obviously if you're taking uh, one full week of non-sleep, uh, your reasoning abilities are definitely impaired. <laughs> so, yeah, that's essentially what happens when you don't get sleep. So, as I said before, sleep is, uh, sleep is rest, uh, but rest isn't always sleep. Uh, One thing uh, that I'm glad I didn't do is go try to go another week, because apparently if you can go if you go two weeks without sleep, your brain uh, just stops functioning. You don't get the thing about sleep is that uh, when you sleep, your brain gets rid of all like the toxins and stuff like that. All the stuff that's like just, you know, that leads to (laughs) your lack uh, that leads to lack of rationalization as well as reasoning. And uh, if you don't sleep, it, it can't get it out and you can die you literally die from not sleeping. I didn't know that. It takes, uh, it takes about, I think, I think it said 10 days, 10 to 14 days. So yeah, try not to go for any longer than, try not to go any longer than, uh, 24 hours without sleep if you can. Uh, but anyways, uh, what is the average amount of sleep that people should get? Uh, you should get seven to nine hours. I've talked about this before, but seven to nine hours is essentially what we should be looking at. And, um, it's uh it's it's tough, I know I probably don't get seven or nine hours of sleep, but if you want all those cool benefits of uh of uh getting some rest, then I would highly suggest that you uh get that seven or nine hours of sleep. How do you do it uh well you get it you get some sleep hygiene we're going to talk about some sleep hygiene for a second first and foremost make a sleep schedule i do that with my phone again i have to <laughs> probably i don't know how many times i'm going to say this this will be i'll try to make this the last time but i'm not uh, the best with this but i do have a schedule on my phone where i set like a timer that says that you know gives me a little notification says hey it's time to rest and relax i don't i often go over that more than i should more than i would like but i do have a sleep schedule uh, but when i do actually get into my uh, my sleep schedule when I am on it I have a, a relaxing pre-bed routine and uh, John Hopkins actually talked about the yoga and how it helps you with your with your sleep so real quick this is from Megan <laughs> the yoga part uh, so yeah she, uh, we were talking about this and uh, she was telling me about how yoga improves your sleep uh, especially in older adults uh, they actually had a study from John Hopkins from, from the research from alternative therapies and health and medicine. Uh, they had a 12 week study where they had men and women do a uh, one weekly yoga class as well as uh, daily sessions at home. And they found that those people that did the classes had a significant pro- improvement in sleep quality and duration. So, uh, back to what I was talking about with the having that pre bed routine. There's three poses for bedtime that that are, uh, Beneficial, according to Megan. <laughs> so I'm actually going to try these out tonight and see if they see if they work. Uh, I'm sure they do because if John Hopkins said they do, they probably do. So first is a uh, leg up on the wall, and that's essentially you put one leg up on the wall, one leg off to the side. That kind of helps you with your uh, circulation. You can put both both legs up too. That works. Uh, the, the next one is reclining butterfly, and that's where you put your knee your feet together, your knees are wide, kind of like a diamond shape with your legs, and you just lay back on your back. And the other one is corpse pose. That's pretty simple. That's the one where you finish your yoga class and then you just lay there. Yeah. Corpse pose, just lay there like a corpse. Uh, uh, side note, there's a little aside here. Uh, the butterfly stretch, or that uh, reclining butterfly, in yoga, they say, and uh, I think in other modalities or whatnot, I think in like acupuncture or reflexology, they say that a lot of your emotions are in your hips. So, uh, what the reclining butterfly, the purpose of that is, it's supposed to release the emotions so you don't have any anxiety before you go to bed. I know a lot of people, when they have, when they have trouble sleeping it's mostly because of anxiety some kind of emotions that they're dealing with or they don't understand uh they don't realize that they're dealing they're dealing with right so uh one way to release those emotions and to prevent that anxiety before you go to bed is that reclining butterfly stretch so uh something to something to consider and uh yeah, back to uh what I was saying with the uh, sleep hygiene. Uh so yeah, the pre we had that pre-bed routine, uh you minim- minimize your light and sound. And that's pretty much for obvious reasons, right? You don't want to you, you don't want to have uh lights going off. You don't want to have sound uh going off before bed. Uh, because that is going to heighten your awareness. That's going to, uh, deregulate your nervous system and you're going to be all hyped up before it's time to go to bed. So it's going to be, again, that anxiety thing and it's going to be hard, uh, to actually get to sleep. Uh, the last one here from that sleep hygiene, uh, from the sleep hygiene section of our, of our episode <laughs> is to limit caffeine and alcohol. Now, One of them is very intuitive, the other one, not so intuitive. Caffeine, I know if I drink caffeine after 3 p.m., it's a wrap, and I think there's studies that show that if you are trying to to get to bed at a reasonable time, uh, you should probably limit your caffeine to before 2 p.m., so uh, yeah. I would say that is pretty obvious. You don't wanna have something that wakes you up in your system when you're trying to go to bed. But the, the one that's not so obvious is alcohol. Now, if we refer back to what I was talking about with the different phases of sleep, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase four, and the cycles thereof. Uh, Alcohol impairs your ability to get to that stage four REM cycle. And that REM cycle is the most restorative cycle uh, there is. Again, uh, that helps you deal with the emotions. It helps you clear out a lot of those things that are like stuck in your brain, those things, those toxins that are in your brain. That REM sleep actually helps you with that. And if you don't get to REM sleep, then you're going to have you're gonna you know you're gonna be stuck in that phase three, and again, you remember what I said about that phase, the phase three sleep that's your deep sleep, and if you wake yourself up from that sleep, uh you can be really discombobulated uh you can you you can find that it's a very difficult uh to reason you know your physical activities are off, your moods are off i mean just think about how you feel when you wake up. Uh, when your will arm wakes you up and you're in a deep sleep, it's not good. It's not a good feeling. <laughs> so, yeah, alcohol. Believe it or not, I just I you know it, just, it boggles my mind. You just wouldn't even think about that because we know that alcohol is a depressant. Uh, is a depressant. Alcohol makes you sleepy, uh, but even though it makes you sleepy and it's a depressant, meaning that it will make you. You know, sleepy, (laughs) make your body kind of slow down. It slows your body down too much, and when you get to phase three, your body can't amp back up for that REM cycle, which is the most important cycle of sleep. So, alcohol before bed—that's a big no-no, right? Alcohol before bed—I'm going to say it again—is a big no-no, and I'm kind of saying that to myself because sometimes I have a beer uh, before I go to bed, and uh, apparently, that's not good. So. Uh, yeah, that's all. That's kind of what I want to talk about when, when reference to you know your sleep hygiene and uh, you know ways to get to sleep. But I want to go back to what I was talking about beforehand. Remember, I was talking about the stage one cycle of sleep, uh, that non rapid eye movement, that doze, dozing off. Uh, that is called the Hypnagogic state, and that's very important. Uh, that's a very important topic. That's something that uh, again, I it was like the impetus uh, for this episode because I remember, uh, probably about 10 11 years ago, uh, shortly after, but anyways, it, not important when it was, but I do remember I was coming back from my, my grandmother's funeral in New York, and I decided I want to go to Edison, New Jersey, and check out the Edison. Uh, museum, And I thought that was pretty cool. And I found out that he did have this uh, specific type of meditation uh, that was uh, kind of like this transitional state between awake and asleep. What they said is that he used to go sit in a chair and he'd have these two steel balls in his hand. And you try to keep those steel balls in his hand while he's while he was resting or sleeping. So it was essentially like it's a half awake half asleep it's your again it's your stage 1 of the non of that non rem sleep and uh it's no it's the state before you wake up is called hypno hypnopompia and uh the actual state that we're talking about or the actual event that we're talking about is hypnagogic hallucinations and that's like where you have these lucid thoughts or dreams and you have that sleep paralysis where you can have these lucid thoughts or dreams. It's not very common that people have lucid thoughts. and actually I've had, probably had maybe like a handful of them in my life, but uh, I again I was curious as uh, how you can do th- how you can get into that how you can get into those uh, astral voyages if you will. and uh, it essentially seems like if, if from Thomas Edison, you just have these two steel balls in your hand and you try to fall asleep without letting them drop. Uh, another person that actually did something similar to this was Dolly. I don't know if you know who Dolly is, Salvador Dolly, but he was a surrealist painter that had some really, really, really creative, <laughs> so to speak, uh, creative artwork. You know, he had the, the melting clocks and stuff like that. Uh, but he used to put a tin plate on the floor and set it on a chair beside him and he would hold a spoon over the plate. So he would relax his body and then it began as he began to like kind of fall asleep. As he would doze off, that spoon would drop and it would wake him up. And he said, when he woke up, he had the most clarity that he had as uh, as it pertained to like creating, uh, being creative, and creating more works of art. So. Uh, I think I might try this sometime soon, just see how it works out. But there's a lot of people. There's, uh, again, there's Salvador Dali that does this. Uh, Thomas, or did this, excuse me, because he's passed. Thomas Edison did something similar to this. Uh, Charles Dickens wrote about this. Uh, and as well as Bill Gates. Bill Gates does something similar to this. He said he actually sleeps seven to eight, seven, eight hours a, a day. But he also takes 20-minute uh, naps throughout the day uh, that are similar to this uh, hypno, hypnopompia right, out of that state before you wake up. So I think it's very useful for like problem solving and obviously creative work because a lot of these creative types, uh, including Bill Gates, even though he's not really that creative, you know, he wears the same sweaters all the time, but (laughs) I guess you have to be creative to to start a whole new uh, computer company or start a whole new company of of a product that never even existed before he was born. Uh, So I guess you have to have some type of creativity, right? Uh, But I think it's very important for us to uh, think about sleep and rest in a different sense because you know in this world or in this uh, particular uh, society that we live in nowadays, rest and sleep are just not that in, that not taken as seriously as they should be in this culture and society. You know, people are always preaching about how, how you know the team knows sleep and how they work so hard and how they work eighty to eighty to one hundred and twenty hours a week or whatnot, and you know it's it's a, I get it because, you know, if you're a conscientious type person, as I talked about earlier on, it's hard for you not to do those things, you know, like you you lay down and you feel like I should be doing this and I should be doing that and I get that. Uh, But at the same time, it's important to get that rest and get that sleep because uh, you can be more productive if you take that rest, if you take that sleep and let your body just relax, right? The way I like to look at it is this way, you know, it's like you can spend all your time staring at a piece of a puzzle, right? And you can think about different ways that maybe might you might be able to put that puzzle together. But if you are steady focused on a problem or you're steady focused on something, you're going to have a tough time trying to figure out the solution if all you are is laser focused on that one problem. See, what you do when you rest or when you sleep, it gives you time to relax and see the bigger picture. It gives you time to see those other pieces of the puzzle that are maybe across the room or maybe underneath the couch or, you know, on top of the countertop. It gives you the time to actually analyze the whole picture. It gives you time to see the things that you don't really see in real time. You you see them, but you don't really see them, right? You see them, but you don't process them until you get to rest or you get to sleep. So it's important to get that sleep because, you know, obviously you can come up with some pretty decent ideas when you're staring directly at that puzzle piece. But if you don't see the other pieces of the puzzle, it's going to be very difficult to actually make that puzzle turn into a full picture. So that's why I think sleep is more, is 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 underrated. It's it's definitely something that people don't think about. People spend a lot more time working than they should because of the fact that they're taking away from their sleep in order to solve this problem that they could actually be solving while they're sleeping. I actually saw another study uh, that we didn't have, that we didn't have notes on, so I'm taking, uh, this is actually from, (laughs) from my memory, uh, but there was actually a study that showed that uh, these students, and I can't remember the school, but these students, they had them study for a test specifically, and they studied pretty much all night long, and they had another group that studied for a test, you know, studied for three hours or whatnot, and the people that studied for three hours and then went to, and went to sleep and woke up and took the test, as opposed to the people that studied all night long and then took the test. They Those people that went to sleep performed 80% better than the people that actually tried to cram, I mean, both... Both groups were cramming, but this the group that tried to study all night actually did worse than the group that studied just for three hours and then went to bed. And I, I attribute that to that, you know, my my theory that I was just talking about is that if you look at a if you look at the puzzle directly, and you keep just hammering away at the puzzle, you're not gonna have the same you're not gonna have the same perception as if you were to look at the puzzle and just Open your eyes without opening your eyes. (laughs) Open your eyes by closing your eyes. I think that's uh, something that we can take away from that. So if you have an issue, you know, if you have an issue that's like plaguing you and stopping you from falling asleep, obviously try those sleep techniques that we uh, talked about. Try those three yoga poses. Obviously, uh, you know, work on your sleep hygiene. Get a sleep schedule, as I was saying. You can get, you know, you can get into... um, that that, that pre-bed routine, you know, obviously you limit the, the the sounds and and light and uh you know, caffeine and alcohol, alcohol so you can actually get to your REM sleep. And just know that even though it feels like you're not being productive because that's pretty much how I feel, even though it feels like you're not being productive by getting getting by resting and getting some sleep, you're actually doing more for yourself and doing more for solving the problems that are that you're facing by resting. So yeah, that does it for my, uh, my episode on rest and sleep. I'm going to go get me some sleep. I really hope that you enjoyed this. Feel free to listen to it more than once. Feel free to send it off to friends that you know that aren't getting enough sleep. They probably already know they're not getting less, enough sleep, uh, but send it to them anyways. Uh, maybe uh, these, uh, these sleep hygiene techniques as well as these three poses that, uh, that I mentioned, they can maybe try them out before bed and, uh, maybe that'll help them, uh, be less cranky. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I really do appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Uh, I will check you on. Wow. It's already Wednesday. I'll check you on Friday and as always keep good company.